to. Hey, welcome to Cut It's a Rat podcast. I am Amanda Washington, my sister, Antonia Washington. If you didn't notice, we are twin sisters. Um, and we have a podcast where we just we focus on, you know, Black film, Black media, Black culture, and we commentate on it. So you can follow our podcast on Cut is Rap. It's on all streaming platforms. And um, usually we have the podcast side. But this time, because we love this episode, we love Ready to Love and we love like reality TV. <laughs> so we're, this is our first time actually going live and, and doing a review of a show. So I'm glad that you're here with us today, following our journey and then following how we um, could just, you know, say our thoughts and say our piece on, on the good old web. So welcome to this good old show. Mm -hmm. um, Let's start. get into it. And kudos to all you um, creative content content creators because um, developing content is hard work. We just want to do this for the fun of it, but then we realize, you know, there's there's some intricate pieces that goes with this. Yeah. So be delicate to those content creators. We had the first episode we did review, um, but you know, technical difficulties happen, so we're we're. It's still in the process, so look out for that because that was a really good review. So go ahead and look for that. Uh, that will be forthcoming. This one will probably be up before the first one. Okay. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> we're going backwards. <laughs> but we love it. We're, um, we're, we are going to get right into it. Um, we are born and raised in D.C., so this reviewing... Um, Nobody in love that location in DC is the um, kind of a little special place in our hearts. So we're yeah excited about it. We're super excited about it because um, especially watching this episode, it was at certain locations. I was like, ah, that's New Street. I don't know where that's at. So I'm really excited because we actually live in Atlanta and so homesick. I am homesick. So. When I saw that Ready to Love was in DC, I was like, ah, we have to watch it. We have to do a review. Um, we have our little side conversations about it and it's all great and in depth. So I was like, let me, you know, these people are gonna get a gist of of, of our thoughts and um, our opinions. And, and it not, we're not gonna do it on our podcast, which you can find on Spotify and all of your streaming platforms. Uh, follow and subscribe. But, um, we decided to do Ready to Love on YouTube. So let's get into it. Are you ready? I'm you ready. ready um, so let's start with, okay, so in the beginning, I, I like that. Um, okay, so their, their thing this episode is getting to know each other before you go, right? So mm -hmm. getting to know each other before they got to know each other, they get to a little cocktail hour. Um, and I know Tasia came first. I don't know if production planned that for her to come in before everybody else to confront them, or that just happened by happenstance. Um, but I like that she came in and was direct with the with the guys and was like, "Okay, so I thought I was vibing with everybody. I mean, a few of you. So why was I at the bottom? 
Mm-hmm. He did confront them in the beginning. And um, I'm not sure who said it, but first it looked like they were a little taken aback by her at first kind of saying something about it. Um, with one person said, I didn't have an interaction with you. And nobody else really said anything. I didn't catch them. Did you catch them say anything about why they, she was at the bottom? Because I'm still curious to know she was bottom because I feel like she was having a good conversation with a few of the guys. Yeah. And don't want to. You see Tasia. Tasia, she, you know, she's a, mm-hmm. actually, she's the thickest of all the women. You yeah. know, she's, you know, thick in all the right places. So it's not like, you know, I mean, you know, she's healthy with it. She, she looks amazing, and yeah. she can rock any any dress from Shin or a uh, fashion uh, over <laughs> and make it look fly. So she's okay. that type of person. So I don't know if it's if it's the network who have a thing against thick women because we saw that last season with um I don't know the girl name, but she's a comedian. She wore the curly hair. Yeah, well, it's like they wanted to give the narrative that she was the homie or whatever. And I don't know if they want to give that narrative because he's a certain size. So I don't know if it's production or not. Because if she's taken aback that she's getting this great feedback, and even from the men, we're hearing, um, we heard them from previous season, I mean, previous um, episode. He's like, um, I don't know what she was saying, but I was looking at that body. Like everybody was talking about her body. And not to say that's you know. Anyway, that's a that's guys a, love body, body, yaddy, yaddy. That's attraction. Sorry, so they were obviously attracted to her. So if I was her, I'd be curious too. Why y'all? Um, why did y'all take me out? I mean, why am I in the bottom? So yeah, I'm glad that she did that. Yeah, and did you notice that you know some of the guys? I don't, I don't care. Maybe it was just me, but the guys, they were a little taken back by her directness, but if you were, I, I would say if you, if she was in the bottom, if she's asking you directly, why was I in the bottom? I think she needs a direct answer and nobody was giving her that or I didn't catch it. Maybe they edited it, but they never gave her a direct answer. So maybe it could have been production or um, men just be scary. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I honestly didn't see that part. That was in the very, very beginning. I missed the first like, six minutes of the episode. That and I couldn't go back. But um, if they couldn't answer, okay, yeah, they couldn't answer. Or I would say, gosh, I had a thought as soon as you were talking and a thought literally came to my mind about how that could have happened. Mm. But long story short, I feel like it could be production. Only because we know the track record of production on this show. Mm-hmm. They could show one thing to the audience and then at the reunion, they show totally everything else. Mm-hmm. <laughs> everything that we should have saw during the whole thing. Like production takes out everything and then show us like a little cookie cutter story. Oh, so I'm, I, you know what? Giving production's track record, I'm gonna say it was production only because of their track record because it's trash, honestly. 
Sorry, you guys, but not sorry. Um, you guys, I feel like they take out so much important details or so much like intricate details for the viewer that we don't know nothing about it until the reunion. And you shouldn't be, but I think everything should at least leave it to us. You know how in other um, reality shows, the people who are in in the mix of it, in the thick of it, they, they, they may not know what, what's going on, but the production will give us a behind the scenes so we can be in the know. Because, and overall, these people are still going to watch it afterwards, right? Mm -hmm. they, they need to see, because when, when the reunion do come up, they need some information mm -hmm. so they can address some situations that they saw when everybody saw it at the same time. Yeah. Don't blindside, don't blindside these people during Where's the, the, the reunion show and you know they got to think of stuff on the top of here like you know trying to save face let people know why yeah. everybody watching um that's all i gotta say about that right um next we had so you know the guys were about to get you know our guys were going to get eliminated um i wanted to talk about tyrone tyrone is probably one of my favorites so far, well, I don't know, because he, he's he's a little awkward, so socially awkward, but he can communicate well, and he's the one that went he to. He doesn't sugarcoat his communication either, but that's later on. In, yeah, yeah. But in the beginning, before he gets before we get to that, um, Tyrone was, you know, he was went on a date with um, Zadia. Is it Zadia or Zadia? They went on a date. I think their date was very. I think that was probably a, a little further. But. The, the lady that wore the, um, I'm saying young woman because I don't know the girl. Is it the girl? Because that's not really Auntie saying. Is it the young lady that wore the jogging outfit? Yeah, they had a good conversation. Um, I believe it was healthy. Yeah. That gives me, she's authentic. I really, I, I kind of like her and I like that they brought her up because I didn't see her in the first episode. Actually, I forgot she was there. And she's quite the opposite from her bio video. Like, her bio video was like, I tell it like it is. I, you know, I don't have people. Da, 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 da. I'm a boss. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But when she's she the main one a lot of people had a problem with um, that you had to make an appointment to have an, a date with her. That was her intro. Right. So that can take people. That can take people like, oh, what? Girl. That was taken aback um, with that, but looking at the looking at her date, it went well. She seemed, I don't know, she gives me like a peaceful demeanor, um, really calm. She has a calmness about her, and I think she kind of matched well with Ty Tyrone on that date. Um, so we'll see how that goes. And then they were holding hands, they were a little touchy, and then he we discovered that um, Tyrone suffers from PTSD. Mm-hmm. He yeah. was in the army. Um, you know, he, he was in that ouch, ouch, ouch. I just hurt myself. He was in the army. <laughs> yeah. So that makes a lot of sense. I'm glad he said something. And then and this is the thing, a lot of us, um, the people who were at the bottom, they don't you don't realize you only have a few minutes, so not a few minutes, a few days to actually be authentic. You gotta get off the Oh, what's your name? What's your sign? Mm -hmm. 
So he buy that wine. I just creep up from behind. <laughs> what you doing? Um, no, you gotta. You have to be authentic, and I think you have to just you have to go for it and be a little vulnerable. And and the guys, you notice the guys who are not authentic or not vulnerable, they end up being at the bottom or getting eliminated. And that's what happened today. What's your name? Yeah, and one thing I like about their date with um what's her name? Z. I'm gonna call her Z. But I know um Tyrone I always like Tyrone. Oh. First of all, I one thing I like about Tyrone is when you see him, he's very mannish. He looks like a man. Uh he his hands are strong, his shoulders are blazed, like his nose and a nice strong jaw. Like he looked like a man. So I think that's Probably would would draw her to his attention, her draw uh, her to um, that attention, and then drew him to uh, her attention. I mean, she's a, a fitness trainer, so she's very put together, and she has the physique of somebody that can handle a person that's from the army. <laughs> they match really well together i would say um they looked really cute so hopefully when we learn later down the line that you know he's juggling too many women so he had to let one go but so we'll <laughs> we'll talk about that later are we talking about that right now yes yeah, sure you got sexy laundry can you do it wait do i, I don't know. <laughs> you got you got on the put on your red dress. Yeah, I just have one. My <laughs> I don't know what you can see. Hold on, I'm bringing it closer. I'm sorry, it's late, y'all. Comfortable, it's late, and I am comfortable. <laughs> I don't got a big ECSU shirt I can put on. Um, but another, yeah, so Tyrone, what I didn't know at the very end, we, we noticed that, well, we realized that Tyrone, he was at one of the top, he was one of the top people. Um, his name kept coming up mm -hmm. as well. So his name was coming up and he was dating a lot of, he was dating a few of the girl, of the ladies. And so, again, he was at my top. Um, he was at my top. Another woman, her name escapes me, the lady with the braids. <laughs> y'all um, need to put the name so we can know who very frequently every time especially in the beginning of the episode in the beginning their names up there often every time they show up every time they come on the scene not and i want to blink and then their name is gone no keep it up there for five four three two one take it off don't put it up there for three seconds and take it off. Leave their name up there, please. No. Every time they come on the screen, put it up there. Identify themselves. For first time, five seconds. Second time, three seconds. That's all. I don't want to just see it during confessionals. I need to see it though. Mm. Because when you blink, we miss it. So now, so don't blame me that I don't know her name. It's production. We just met you. So I, I don't remember her name. It's the girl with the braids. So, you know, she had a problem with Ty Tyrone calling her saying that he no longer pursue her because um, he's interested. He, he can't juggle 
or he's not interested in her anymore. But anyway, she said he was very cold. And then Shiloh. Carrie. Her name is Carrie. Carrie. Okay. Um, then he said he called Shiloh and said he felt bad about it because he, um, you know, he couldn't juggle too many women and he had to just basically narrow it down. And I get that and I respect that because it's exhausting talking or dating to other people, getting to know them in a very deep way or a deep level. You do. Especially if you're intentional. He seems like he's very intentional about his dating process. Right. So, it's, you know, you're going to have to disconnect with somebody that, you're, excuse me, you're not as, you're not vibing as much as with. And that was a very adult thing to do. So sometimes you have to just cut it cold turkey and just be like, because you don't want to, you know, put, draw the line and make a gray area where you can say, oh, I'm not interested in, in you right now. You know, he didn't say that. He just, right he basically said, no. no, it's gonna, and and I think that's admirable because admirable, whatever. Because um, some guys would just lead you on and string you along until they make a decision. So I I really you know I like how he just he's upfront. But Kira, I feel like she had an issue with that. She didn't get an explanation or whatever. Honestly, for me, if you say you're not feeling me. I don't need an ex. I don't need to know why. I'm like, well, why? Well, why? I don't need to know. But maybe, would you? Would, would I want to know why? I, I mean, if I'm curious, sure. And I was really feeling. I wouldn't know. Want to know why for the next, you know, dating series. But other than that, I mean, I really don't care why you. I mean, I'm just not your cup of tea because you know, I'm dope. But you not feeling this dopeness. I don't really need to know why. But I think for the next episode, she's sitting down with him and I guess asking him why he cut her off. Mm-hmm. Or why was he so cold? Because I think her pro- her issue was he was cold. He said he was he the least she was the least connected um, okay. that that had the connection. So I think that would be clear to me if somebody said that we don't have a connection or I'm the person with the least amount of connection you have. That will be fine. Okay, so we're not connecting you any vibe with me. Cool. It's moving. I don't need to know. So, yeah. So, I don't know. If she Maybe she was prompted to ask him that. But no, no, no. Because even with, in a wine bar with nephew Tommy and all the young ladies when they were trying to um, see who they wanted to eliminate, she brought up the fact that he he broke it off with her coldly and um maybe that prompted her to ask that question when people looked at her like oh what he did one thing i like about that because to bring it back to when they were at the wine bar trying to eliminate the guys or just debrief about how their dates went and i know i'm moving forward all back and forth but you know i really liked how all the women felt transparent to me. They weren't like, they were really bringing up like conversations they had in private. Um, they were really, you know, I, what I saw, I felt they were being um, transparent and forthcoming with how they felt about the men. And, and that's what I like. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, speaking of being transparent with the men, um, Camille is going to have to chill. The teacher? Yes. (laughs) 
who's been engaged. Aunt, she, she's been engaged three times. Three, three times. Three times. And she's, and I see, okay, once you, you know, you you like somebody, you're gravitating towards them, that you, you know, you feel strip away, so you're like, bam, we go together. We go together. That's it. First of all, that's a cautionary. You don't know him. You don't know him from a can of paint. Um, you know, maybe you have initial attraction, but this is a dating show. You're supposed to date people, numerous of people, numerous, a lot of people. And your, your, your eyes are just set on Cornelius. And they and everybody at like when we they were at the everybody likes Cornelius and that's in that's the man that's the dude she chose to name her company after <laughs> <laughs> Negro please um yeah that's that's her boo that's that's who she got her claws in and that's what I'm saying with um with her out in my notes. Everybody with Cornelius, every all the women like Cornelius, and I was like, because he's a church. Errol and says saying he's a church guy. He's respectable. He has conservative. He's conservative. So I was like, okay, so th these women like church guys or guys that appear to be um, loyal, have a high moral moral status, or you know, I mean, those that that's who they appear to like. So they also, I think he's also a good listener. Some of yeah. these guys are not a good listener or not really good conversationists, conversationalists. And yeah. he is listening, giving feedback. So I think, like the girl said, I think it was Carrie when she said she stayed on the phone with Cornelius for about three hours. So they probably was talking about something intriguing. You know what I mean? <laughs> so, so he he is, he is. Yeah. Cool. And then, the, and this is the thing, because I don't really know Cornelius' personality. I feel like he's very, um, I feel like he's a good guy. And he really, he's focused on doing the right thing and not making a mistake. So I feel like he's like a stand-up, a stand-up guy. Like he lived his life, but now it's like, no, I just want to focus on the Lord. But I, my, I'm curious to know what led you to just focus on the Lord and be, cause it's not like you were celibate all your life. You lived your life and now you decided to be um, celibate. So I'm just really curious about how you got there. Mm -hmm. you, what led you there? There's a story there and I'm, and I'm just, you know, curious about that. Um, I just, I also want, I just want Camille to date. I don't want her to get eliminated because she is, so fixated on Cornelius. Cornelius is, he's, you know, yes, he's interested in you, but he's also interested in other people. And yeah. what, if, what if he stopped getting in, being interested in you and you haven't really ventured out and seen um, what the other guys are talking about? Right. And that's happened on the show before. I mean, you put all your eggs in one basket with one dude and, or one person, and they're not, they're not for that. Mm -hmm. Or she could just be that person uh, and just have her mind on that person and then everybody else see, okay, well, that's her dude. They ain't going to mess with him. They not like that. <laughs> like, oh, you like Cornelius? That's cute. Oh, okay. <laughs> I like Cornelius. <laughs> yes, we've been talking um, for about three hours. <laughs> and they don't get her three hours. <laughs> don't get caught up with Courtney, Miss Courtney. I call her girl just want to have fun. 
Oh yeah. With the hair, yeah. Yeah, she's she's well enabled. She she planted her um she pissed on that tree a long time ago. Uh, with Cornell. Mm -hmm. So he's over there rubbing on his leg. Did you see that part? I saw it, and it, she's she's enticed, you know getting enticed with him with the in the physical part, and yeah. the teacher she's trying to work get him on the spiritual. Yeah. <laughs> and I, so this is so interesting, so interesting. And then I was like, the teacher, I was like, damn, she going through a hot flash. I feel her. She had the fan the whole time. It must I don't know what stomach. Let me tell you, if you in DC in the summertime. DC in the summertime is nothing like okay. We in Atlanta. Atlanta is just hot. It's just hot. it's burning the skin. It's just it just it just feels like you're by the sun. It's just hot. But if you ever spent deep uh, summers in DC, it's not just hot. It's hot. It's humid. It's muggy. It's dry. Like it's all of that in one. So I'm like I don't know what season that was. That they were in when they were taping this, but she had her fan to her face <laughs> the whole time, and I was like, I feel you, I know, because we by the water. It's just you get all that moisture. It's not just hot. It's not just hot. It's everything hot. <laughs> hot. So I was cracking up with that fan. She didn't take that fan off her face at all. Um, but, but speaking of fan and sweating. Mm -hmm. um, the date that um wait, I did my notes. I don't know her name or if I got her name. Give me uh, one second. Go ahead. We'll talk about Cornelius in a second. Oh, Cornelius, go ahead. You want to finish Cornelius? Sorry. Oh, we're done with Cornelius. I'm just talking about Courtney while we were on Courtney. Okay. No, okay. She's probably I think she's ready for a good time. I'm not sure. Oh, but she only in town for just a night, maybe two. Night, yeah. I'm, you know, but she looking for a good, good time, not a long time. Um, she seemed like a, you know, a party girl to me. Um, I don't know when her conversations are also just one level. She's, you know, she's talking about physical. You know, um, sexual. Da, 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 da. I mean, you know, that's fine. You got to get to that conversation. But you know, what are some other things you care about? What is your? You're not connecting on a deeper level for, for me, or production is not showing it. I don't know, but she just seemed like she is not there for, um, not for a long term commitment. But hey, I just need somebody. I need. I need a plus one. Mm -hmm. Or this this was a great opportunity, and I would like to apply for this show. Because even in her confessional, she didn't give any hints that she was ready to love. Mm -mm. You know, even on the going back to the first episode, introducing the characters and all that, it she didn't give any signs that she was like really ready to settle down. She was still like looking for she a hot girl looking for a hot boy, basically. That's what I got. Um, so fixated on her baby father. She kept bringing him up. I mean, just like, yeah, he wants me to be a party guy. And I'm not with that. I have a kid. Da, da, da. Okay, maybe you don't want to party like he partying, but you're still trying to kick back. 
So yeah, yeah. So mm, yeah, and for her, to, you know, be flirty you know, with a man who wants to be celibate until marriage, but she's like testing that boundary, putting her hand on his lap. You know. So anyway, this interesting. I'm 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 curious to see how this is gonna play out. Mm. All right, so the next one, who do you have on your list? Oh, what is it out? Somebody like fanning. Did you find out who you was talking about? Huh? Who who was fanning? Mm-hmm. Oh, the date with um. Oh, I wrote down her name. Where is it? Hold on. Aisha. Aisha in Abdu. It's Aisha and the guy Harrington. Harrington. Okay. Yes. Mm-hmm. They had it. They had a date at Ben's next door. Yes. <laughs> it was on U Street. It was cute or whatever. Um, as soon as I saw, I was like, oh, shoot, they in U Street. And I was like, that's that sort. I got so nostalgia. I want to go home so bad. But um, those of you who don't know, that's a, that Ben's next door. It's just um, uh, right beside Ben's Chili Bowl, which is a national landmark in Washington, D.C. Ben's Chili Bowl. You got to check it out. It's um, been there since uh, forever during the riots. It survived the riots. It survived. Um, Martin King's assassinations, but anyway, it's it's been there and it's black owned. So um yeah, check that out. That's always people always check that place out. So they established Ben's next door, which is more like a restaurant place. It, it's not fast food in and out. You get your chili dogs or whatever. This place you can sit down, eat, blah blah blah. So I think that's where they were at, and it was cute. I thought it was cute for them to just like shoot there but anyway <laughs> I felt nostalgic was I giving too much or being too uh into the moment I mean go ahead honey <laughs> bless you so on their date while she was talking I felt like Aisha was really because she always said she she went through therapy she just wanted to vet him to see if he was right for her and the more that she probed and asked him questions, mm-hmm. the more that her her body language started to shrink. Like, oh, I don't like him no more. First, she was open. You could feel the energy that she liked him and she was flirty. And as he was asking the questions about, um, first, about how he's, he's never been in a real relationship, um, how he views relationships, talking about... She asked him if he's he's ever cheated, and if he did, what did he learn from that? And he said, "I've never been in a relationship to cheat." So I guess he did that. He said, "I did it intentionally." So I went to blah blah blah, and she just started to like shrink because she didn't get she didn't like that vibe. So really, I feel like he was giving off an f boy vibe. Like, and we um, episode he seemed like a little fuck boy. Yes, he did. So she, her, she did. She, you know, she she wasn't. Feeling that, but he was feeling her. He said she has all the vibe, all the things that he likes. She's, I like a put, he said he like a put together woman, <laughs> you know, nails done, hair done, every day. And she's, she's a hairstylist, so she was very put together. He said that's the type of woman that he likes. And so as he was talking and as she was asking him questions, 
you can see him like patting <laughs> the sweat off his face. She looked cool, calm, and collected like the whole time, but he was just a sweating. I was like, I know it's summertime, but dang, he is sweating hard. So I feel like that's an indication of where he is and where he is in his dating life, in my opinion. And I, yeah, you hit you hit the nail on the head. Um, Aisha, she's right now. She's first of all, her she she thought the age was an issue because he is thirty three and she's thirty eight. Um, I don't really think that's an issue. I think it's maturity. Um, he hasn't been in a relationship. I'm not knocking anybody who has not been in a relationship because some people it does, you know, you know exactly what you, you want or you, maybe you're picky. But in his situation, he sounded like I'm just, he just didn't want to be in a commitment. Um, he also, he's all in the physical. I feel like he was more of a physical appearance. You know, Aisha has the whole persona of, you know, Fly girl. A fly girl. Right. And she's from New York. So she got that uh up up north swag. Yeah, and he likes that. That's the image because he's also in the club scene, socialite or whatever. So he's he's all in the imagery imagery. And she and she has to be like, man, being a, a hairstylist now nowadays, you gotta have your Instagram on point. You gotta have you always gotta look put together because you know you're selling a brand that's your brand so of course you're going to be like that but she seemed very um healthy and she knows exactly what she wants she wants a commitment she wants somebody who you know can love her and her two kids you know mm -hmm. and i like that she took her kids to therapy too i love that and love that she said she was with this man since she was her ex-husband she was with him since she was 19 until she was 31 i think uh, in her 30s that's a long time. Her kids deserve therapy. She deserves therapy. Mm -hmm. Like, I commend her for doing that. Yeah. I do. He's not ready. And that's one thing was why he was on the bottom. He also said something about him uh, not being in a relationship, like a serious relationship. She felt that that was a red flag for her. Mm -hmm. I, don't, I think that's when she's, I don't know. But somewhere around the line, she mentioned in her confessionals, that's a red flag. So I and I put in my notes, follow them red flags, girl. Mm -hmm. They're there for a reason. Them red flags. Follow the red flags for real, because he was definitely red flag. Speaking of red flags, Corey. Mm -hmm. I don't. Okay, so Corey. This is his second episode that he's here um he was in the bottom last week that on the bottom last week and you're in the bottom this week um Corey, 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 Corey doesn't know what to say I, Corey gets too comfortable too fast he he's a little too comfortable um he is and i see in him he he does have like good nice qualities like you can see maybe internally he has maybe a, a good heart or you know he helped the girl i can't even know mooney mooney um help her fix her tire flat tire so i don't know moomin yeah when then she decided to go on a date with him and i i'm not sure if she did it because 
she felt pity or she was like, well, I guess, you know, he fixed my tire. Let me go on a date. I, I felt that that, that got her hype. The security. Or, yeah. or maybe she never had nobody to do something like that before. Mm-hmm. So she it's, just, I put in my notes, it's not like a man doing man shit. Right. He was <laughs> tires, changing the light bulb, you know, just stuff like that. That could that could do it. Okay. Yeah, but he just don't know what to say out of his mouth. Like when him and Sabrina had a conversation, when they had cocktail hour, he was talking about he was it was just he says things that's very cringy and make you feel uncomfortable. Yeah. He's like walking me too. He's he don't know exactly what to say. And and then he kind of covers up with a joke. And it's not funny. Like I really want somebody just to blast him, just tell him about himself. Like you be you're too comfortable. You know, you don't know anything about personal space. Just like when they were on a date. When Mm -hmm. they were on a date and he's talking and she's um me move we're on a date. Moomin and Corey was on a date. Mm-hmm. She had googly eyes for him and she thought he was funny. You know, they flirted a little bit and then he got a little too close. Like she wasn't even giving him the vibes. No, he was she was with Courtney. Sure. Courtney would have gave him the vibes. And, and when when he went and when they was on the tree bark and he wrapped his leg around Moomin, if it was Courtney, Courtney might have said, ride it. But Moomin, she looked a little Right, and it was unexpected. They were, what was, I don't know if they was going hiking or whatever, but he, she asked him to help her off, off the ledge, off the little brick or whatever. And he turned around, went behind her, strat, you know, straddled, and was like moving back and forth. He's like, oh, I was trying to pretend that we were on horses or something like that. And I was like, what? Mm-mm. No, that was. I awesome. feel like, in my opinion, he's just trying to test his boundaries and see how far he can get with somebody. But he's really a creep. He's a creep, and like he's using his dorkiness as a mask. Like, yeah, he's a dork, straight up. He's a straight up dork. But I feel like he's using that as, like, you know, as a mask to get with all these. To, to be, you know, to stay in the number with the women. Like, oh, I didn't mean it. <laughs> oh, nah, you know what you're doing. Because I feel like, like, dude, niggas, y'all been studying women since you knew the beauty of a woman. So I'm going to say, like, what, 9, 10, 11? You spent your whole life studying women. Mm-hmm. So don't act like you don't know that what you're doing is weird or cringy. So anyway. Mm-hmm. He knows how to do it. He don't, and he act like he don't know how to read the room. Yeah, okay. And yeah, I I honestly think she doesn't know how to read the room too as well. So yeah. So that's yeah. why he was at the bottom. So we had. <laughs> I can talk about him all day because he creeps me out. Yes. He's a creeper and I'm mad he's still on it. He is. He really is. And I think she kind of liked him. I don't know. I still don't know if she liked him. I don't know if she made a, they gave him a pity date or mm-hmm. because she actually genuinely liked him. Or, you know, like you said, when he was doing man shit, he up there changing the tide. Doing man shit is, is sexy as hell. That was hot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right? You're you going to change my tire? 
that's wonderful. Mm-hmm. And you know what's sad? Like how all these they don't have people they can call for shit like that. Like later on in the episode, the girl, one of the ladies couldn't make it because she was in a car accident or something. But she called one of the guys from the show to help her out. I'm like, it's so crazy. You can't call like a friend that you've known for a long time compared to somebody that you just met two days ago. So I don't know. It's just crazy how how people dating. And I put in my notes. This is another topic. Dating through a pandemic is, is these people. I want everybody to keep in mind that everybody's dating this. They're dating through a pandemic, a whole pandemic. Dating is weird, period. But dating through a whole pandemic is even weirder. So let me just be show some grace to people, <laughs> but also share my opinion because some because some of this is crazy. But I, I'm a, I'm gonna give a little grace. <laughs> I'm gonna give a little grace to the folks that are dating here. Like just that we're dating, they're dating through a whole pandemic. So a lot of them, what I noticed, were very emotional on their date. Um, I know Aisha when she was on a date with um the guy, I still don't know his name. Carrington. Carrington. Okay. She was on a date with Carrington and she just started, you know, crying on this date about, you know, her process and going to therapy. She got teary-eyed. Okay. Okay. So I feel like we were already going through a struggle and then we add dating and shit all on top of that. It just makes it even, you know, heavier. So she got emotional. And then someone else on a date got emotional. And I want to say that's last season, not last season, last episode when Walter and her name Sabrina, uh-huh. they were crying. She was crying on a date. Like, like I feel like it's it's they. I really want them to get a therapist on set. They need a therapist on set just to help them navigate. Yeah, they don't just need Tommy. Tommy gives me anxiety when he gets on the show because yeah I feel like he wants to be he wants to be the star and, yeah and he just hey <laughs> how y'all doing like he I'd be like hey. oh how you feel about that he doesn't know how to go deep with them how to help them sort out their emotion like he don't he don't have the tools to do that and that oh it bothers me I feel like he wants to be a, a candidate on the show He's, he he got the preacher voice, but not the preacher voice. But not a preacher. <laughs> yeah, just me. anxiety. I can't. Um. So so we know that Corny Corey and um da, 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 Carrington is now is at the bottom. Those are our bottom people, our bottom feeders. This this episode. Um. So what about the date or the group date with Naeem, Walter, uh, Z? And Shiloh and Devonte. Yeah, that was interesting. That date felt like it felt like you guys were interviewing to be in situationships and not because they went straight <laughs> to talking about sex. They went straight to sex talk, and I was like, okay, 
this doesn't sound like y'all ready to love. It sounds like y'all ready to, you know, hook up. Um, but you know, because Shiloh is an intimacy therapist or something. Right. She so, is, but I felt like she went into what she was comfortable with mm-hmm. instead of just being just being herself. Because don't fall into your occupation or talk of I don't know. She went straight for the sex. And I feel like that's something you do with like if you're on a one-on-one date. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. I like Shiloh. I, I, I do like her. I just feel like that wasn't the right time. And it's like they were also, I think she started it and then everyone else, yeah. like, it's like when you were competing for stories. Exactly. Maybe. Yes. Who can have the most raunchiest or not raunchy, but more mm, free. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Whatever. Yes. So, yeah. Instead of, you know, because, I mean, I feel like she used the, the fact that she's an intimacy coach, like, used that towards her, you know, uh, advantage or whatever. Mm-hmm. Which is fine. You want to use what you got to work with. Work what you got, girl. But for the other people, they didn't, like, veer off into, like, talking about their strengths. Because I feel like some... But I do appreciate what's that girl? Um Tasia. Thank you. Tasia, she wasn't giving into this. She was like, I'm not about to because they went around the table. What's your most uh place that she what's who is it? Something crazy. I kind of zoned out because they not were- about the ex- most exciting place you had sex or something like that. And one of the girl Tasia was like, I'm not about to tell that y'all what. In her confessional, I'm not telling y'all what I went. That's between me and the person. I don't... <laughs> so I'm like, yeah, some things is just between. I'm not about to. Uh, we just met. It's your first official date. I'm not, you know, that's boundaries. Intimacy. Yeah. That's too much. Yeah. Especially if you, if you're dating for like long term. But if you're just looking for a hookup, sure, spill those stories out there. Whatever. But I feel like if this is ready to love, that wasn't a ready to love conversation for me. I don't know. But one of the persons did veer back. I feel like, am I, you got something to say? No, I said ready to lust. <laughs> ready to lust. <laughs> one of the peoples did veer back and talk, talked about um, something else. And I think that was the, the trainer. The uh the, the oh, coach we just gonna call her Z Z okay she she mentioned something um that veered away from sex so I thought that was cool I was like good change the subject um switch the place a little bit so yeah but you know the women stood out in that conversation I don't remember Naeem he's probably gonna be a daughter maybe yeah and i don't remember the Devonte guy like he has no conversation and no personality he is doorstop like he has nothing and these guys are i don't know what are you banking on but as the competition because it's kind of like a competition as you know elimination comes closer and closer what are you going to fall on you're going to have to give us something something 
something. You can't just be here, just not giving nothing. And but like it goes back to what you said. The guys aren't used to competing in relationships. Oh yeah, I mentioned it off screen. Yep. <laughs> okay, well, talk about that because that was the thread here. A lot of men, what I know, yeah, here in this situation, they weren't used to competing off. They're not so not even competing, just you know, shooting their shot. Because I feel like a woman pursuing a woman mm-hmm. being in a competitive atmosphere. So, um, and. Like, for example, if they're in their younger years, like in their 20s when they're in college, yes, they're 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 the they're chasing after the women. They know how to get it. They know they're they're, they're going and pursuing the woman and the women are, you know, choosing the guys. But when they get older, like where they are right now, they're like the the successful black man in their field. So the black man in they field, so we have one superintendent, deputy, they're all successful people. The men and the women are successful. But being a black successful man in this industry, especially in DC and while these beautiful women, like you, you're you're basically the pick of the litter for real. So you have you're not um basically you get lazy in those type of environments as a man because women are more aggressive and and I mean not aggressive assertive they're a little more assertive for what they want so they are going to come to you or talk to you or approach you so you really don't have to work that hard so men do get lazy during in in your late 30s and 40s you don't have to work too hard you kind of lose your touch of pursuing Mm -hmm. and if one woman falls by the wayside that's okay because you got like five others ten others in your yeah and that's what so when you sit here in a group with the women and the men and now you're on a chopping block like this week the men on the chopping block so now you got to find you find a way to get back into the game because you lost it because you haven't been used to pursuing women you haven't pursued women in a long time because you were the one getting pursued mm-hmm. pretty much were because women really don't at this day and age women are a little more confident they're a little more assertive they know what they want they don't have a problem approaching a man most i mean from what i've seen especially the older you are so and that's what that's what's saying here that's why a lot of men really don't have a lot of conversation they really don't have a lot of personality they don't really have fall back on yeah i don't yeah i haven't seen that one man that has good personality except tyrone and walter yes yeah, those are the only two for me. Conversations um, that actually talk. Like, I, nobody has personality. I can't remember who you are. You don't really, excuse me, you don't really stand out. So they have a lot to reflect on and think about. Because, yes, um, you know, in your field, work-wise, career-wise, you are winning. But personally, Mm-hmm. Yeah, these guys from yeah. so, but we know at the end we're not gonna hold you up, we're about to wrap it up because um who we who was in elimination? Corny Corey. It's between creepy Corey. Creepy Corey. <laughs> creepy corny Corey and Karen. Yeah. Yeah. And who else? I don't know his name. I can't pronounce it. Hold on. 
It was three of them. See, you horrible. I don't know his name, Antonia. Oh, was Carrington. Yes, I said Carrington. Oh, I, I didn't hear on my part. Sorry. <laughs> Corey and Carrington. Calling him the politician. Because yeah, the politician. politician. Yeah. So the women put him at the bottom because they felt that all of his answers was like copy and paste. It's like I feel like he, you know, he's a politician or not really being honest. And then he was on the phone with Sabrina, you know, the mm -hmm. the woman from Korea, but don't know Korea. So he said he she he got an attitude with her on the phone when she mentioned about her age, mentioned to him about her age. And he was like, well, let me know if you got a problem with it. I've dated women older than you. So, you know, if you got a problem with it, let me know. Like, I, she didn't like his response to that. Um, so I feel like it goes back to what Tonya said, that those dudes just don't know how to date. Like, <laughs> women, they, they're not used to dating mature women, in my opinion, based on what um, Sabrina said with her conversation. So the shopping block, it was between Carrington and Creepy Corey. Mm-hmm. So they decided to get rid of Carrington. Right. And then while he did, when Camille talked to him, he still was a little, still not authentic. He was still standoffish and right. sound like a Republican. Like he still sound like a politician. He was like, okay, so when we going, you know, he thought he was on a date. He didn't even consider it. A All the conversations was boring. And I was like, these women are very interesting because I remember them. I damn sure don't remember none of them. I remember none of the guys. I don't. Um, but in my opinion, I feel like they should have got rid of Creepy Corey. But um, I feel like he's a sexual harassment case waiting to happen. <laughs> and I feel like they should have got rid of him. Or both. Because I'm not really feeling Carrington either. But if, I don't know. I'm so curious why they still got uh, the creep. The production. He's very entertaining. He's more entertaining than Carrington. I will, well, not just me, but he will get more views than Carrington because Carrington wasn't really memorable. But we know Corey. Corey, we just going to keep, we, people going to watch him like, oh, it's time for him to go. Oh, he's still here. Uh -oh. <laughs> I hate Corey. And then you on Instagram, like, who is Corey? Well, let's find out who Corey is. You find out who Corey is, right? Okay. I don't want to put no salt on his, you know, make him, but he gives me, he's very questionable. I just feel like he's just awkward. Like, he, he's, he's okay. So he's, he's in an excuse, but I, I just feel like he's not being himself. Like, he, he self sabotages. Like, I feel like the girl, Moon and Light him, but then as soon as when he's, I don't know. She was giving you some good ammo. She was shooting, shooting. You know, she shooting the love arrows at you, and then you do something that was totally a disconnect. It didn't land for me, and I felt like she was uncomfortable. But since the video, I guess she wanted to play it. I don't know how she felt about it because some stuff maybe being cut. I really want to know her thoughts about him riding her. Exactly. Like and she, her face even looked uncomfortable. But that goes into black women trying to protect 
black men. So maybe she was uncomfortable, but didn't want to appear to be uncomfortable because she's on TV and she doesn't want to put a bad name to this black man. That's where my mind went. Because literally, if y'all on a date and y'all just minding your goddamn business and he asks you, okay, let me help you off this log, but yet turns around and gets right behind you and just, ugh, I don't know. I don't know. It wasn't good. And I think she <laughs> kept him around because I don't even think she had any other connections just yet. I, yeah, I okay, right. So maybe she kept him around because she didn't have any other connections. Yeah, I didn't want to speak for her, but I, Moomin, I hope I'm saying your name right. Tell us, what's, well, how did you feel when you was on that law? Because I don't want to put words in your mouth. I could be wrong. We could be wrong. Maybe you liked it. Maybe you thought there was a good advancement in the flirtatious moment. So we we could be interpreting it wrong. Holler at us. Let us know. Please. All right. So we got here, folks. That concludes our uh, cut. It's a wrap podcast on uh, Ready to Love. And we'll see y'all next week. We'll see y'all next week. All right. Bye. All right. Peace and blessings. <laughs>